0: Welcome back to Jake's World, episode 44 of Jake's World, presented by the Nuance Magazine. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. Oh man, oh man, what a crazy world we live in, really (laughs) What a crazy, crazy world we live in. I want... This year... To be so fucking over... It's not even funny. (laughs) Everything... That... Happened this past year... Has been (laughs) negative for everybody. And... If there was a giant reset button in the middle of, I I don't know, the Sahara Desert, somewhere in Algeria that scientists have, like, yet to find, they better get on that and find that because everybody wants this dumpster fire of a year to be over. Some good things happened uh, yesterday, and depending on your perspective, last week. But before I get into the usual Monday show, I do want to touch on everything that's been going on within the United States a little briefly. I'm going to try not to rant and rave or be too mean, but I think there are some things that I need to say because they are very concerning to me. So, it doesn't matter to me what side you fall on or who you voted for or what you think's right. First of all, it doesn't matter who you voted for. If you take the position of um, the person voted for a candidate I didn't believe in, I don't believe in, and that makes them immoral or a bad person, that notion's laughable. If you chase clout by posting things like that, you're a fucking asshole. Um, Everyone has their own opinion, and they're entitled to it. And you have to remember, at the end of the day, no matter what you think, how you feel, what you perceive is moral or immoral, or what you hold near and dearest to your heart, people are supposed to vote for number one you vote for you you don't vote for other people if you want to vote for other people that's up to you But holding somebody to an ethical code when they decide what's best for them isn't what gets results it just doesn't so let's get rid of that notion if you ever try to pull that shit with me I'm gonna tell you where to go because you're entitled to your opinion I'm entitled to mine and. Joe Blow down the street is entitled to his. It's just the way it is. You can't agree with anybody. And you shouldn't hold their beliefs or their opinion to the same standard as yours. Now, looking at everything that's transpired in the last week, I have concerns. And I think they're warranted. Right? What we have is... Two possible outcomes or two possible scenarios that I see and the way I see it there are only two possible scenarios no matter what side you fall on or what you think. One, our president is intentionally trying to delegitimize the results of a presidential election get into it. Or two, he has merit to these claims and that is extremely frightening to me. Now, it's p- a problem. It's problematic because you have two possible scenarios, like I said, and really the way I see it, there are only two real possible scenarios because I mean, what else could there be? There's really not a fine line here. There's not a there's nothing really nuanced about it. It just is what it is. I see two possible scenarios to what's happening. And let's break down the first one. There's no um There's no denying that The President of the United States, Donald Trump, is a very polarizing figure, right? He has never been graceful, especially when he doesn't get what he wants. And there is a real possibility that he is leveraging the inconsistencies or irregularities, as his administration has said, into... um, reality he's trying to undermine the election now that would be very nice because at least we could dismiss it at that we could just say that oh he's being a sore loser we don't need to pay him any mind he's just gonna tweet and tweet and tweet and try to do anything he can to invent a reason why he lost but sadly I don't know if that's the case I cannot say that with confidence other people can say that with confidence because a they either don't believe it or two they don't want to believe it and I'm leaning towards the latter of the two they don't want to believe it to me um, it's pretty straightforward it doesn't matter if there's merit to the claims or not. I think I think with the way we run our country and what we do for the world, we need to pursue any inconsistency or any question we may have, right? There's no denying it. It's the most powerful position in the world and... I mean, you can feel how you want to about the way the president has conducted himself. Some people are for it. I can tell you I'm not for the brashness. I'm not for the rough around the edges. I like a politician who is well versed in words, can be articulate and concise, and demands respect. All three. He's truthful. Give them that, for the most part. It's brutally honest most of the time. I'm for that too. But I'd like seeing <laughs> on Twitter how there are um, people in other countries of the world who say their two cents, and it's like, well, hey, dickhead, it's all hunky dory on the other side of the world. But whenever there's a global crisis that doesn't involve coronavirus. Whenever there's a a humanitarian crisis going on, who's the fucking first boots on the ground? The United States. So miss us with that shit. Don't care about your stupid opinion out in bumfuck nowhere. If you need help, we give it to you. So don't forget that, for one. That makes me angry when I see that shit because it's like, how many world wars did we get you out of? How much aid do we give you? Like, you don't live here. Fuck off with your stupid opinion. I don't want to hear it. Two. <laughs> and I was That wasn't even a bullet point. That was a little bit of a rant. I said I wasn't going to rant. I'm going to try my best not to. There are things that concern me, right? Despite whether or not you believe that there is merit to his claims, I think that you should, We're obligated to look into them, which we are. Two. I don't like the response of the Biden campaign right now. Did they come out and say that these allegations are baseless and have no merit? Yes. But for me, that's not enough. I'm a common sense person, right? Things need to add up. All the I's need to be dotted, and all the T's need to be crossed. I don't take people for their word. I'm distrustful of people in general, yet alone politicians and anybody else who says what's truth or not. Why doesn't the campaign just come out and say, like they did, yes, your claims are baseless, Mr. Trump. I have no doubt in my mind that these allegations aren't true. They said that. But why not go a step further and say, These aren't true, you have no evidence, but go ahead. That's the key for me, but go ahead and do it anyways. Put the pressure on him. If he is in fact lying, he's never going to find anything if that's the case. He won't. If it's not there to be found, let him search. Let him waste his effort and time. If you have nothing to be afraid of, there shouldn't be a problem of coming out and saying, we aren't afraid of any repercussions because there shouldn't be any. I think they should do that. They're not doing that. And that makes me think a little bit. It is entirely possible that all of his allegations are true. Now, I'm not saying they are not saying i want them to be but there is a possibility as unlikely as it may be that it is true and there are people out there who believe it is true i'm not one of those people i'm cautious but realistic it could be true third i don't like the way the the media portrays it here's the way i look at it What is truth? It's harder to just define that word in itself, right? Because the truth is subjective. It's open to interpretation. What some people believe to be truth is different from another, what someone else perceives as truth. And you might be thinking, Jake, that's so stupid. The truth is the truth, but what is the truth? Is it a by-the-book definition? Oh, this is scientifically provable, so it's factual? It has to be true? Is that the case, really? I don't know. The truth can be twisted, as long as there are elements to the truth to it, especially when it comes to a media standpoint. You can report all uh, all the true facts of a story, or an incidence, or an opinion. But you can articulate it in different ways. You can mold the truth into what you want it to be. That's what talk shows are all about. Anderson Cooper, Chris Matthews, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity. Anybody on television right now, that's what they do. They bend the truth. limited than they were pre-computer, pre-technology, right? Everybody is into their own life. We live fast paced lives now, right? We work, we go do things, we have fun, we're active on social media, we read things. If the truth, objectively the truth, the story in itself is boring, we don't care. We want someone's opinions we want the facts presented to us in a way that we're comfortable with. And yes, our attention spans are limited, but we're lazy. Especially my generation. We're fucking lazy. Why would we go dig, in a, dig for ourselves and find the answers for ourselves when we can just listen to someone who has the answers for us? And to boot, We can pick answers that we like without looking. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that concerns me because many people just listen to the news and dismiss whatever they say as factual. And one side saying one thing, another side is saying another thing. Somebody's wrong. (laughs) And there are two factions that both believe they're right. Somebody has to be wrong. It's just the way it is. There's no two rights here. There could be two wrongs. But there can't be two rights. We'll get to the bottom of it, though. And that's all I want to say. I said a little bit too much on the subject because I'm sure everybody's kind of sick of it. But maybe you're in the position now where you believe the media is saying that, oh, President-elect Biden... That's a truthful statement. And right now, we don't really know because the media doesn't get to decide. their projections. Based on the tallies we see have been presented to us, we're making a call. The Electoral College votes December 14th. That's a month away. There are so many litigations going on in Michigan. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, recounts, all kinds of things. Nothing is certain. And for you to feel that that is certain is very strange because if anything about 2020 is true, it's a year of uncertainty. But I'll leave it at that. And I'd like to transition into something a little lighter. Sports. Another crazy, crazy week of football. Wouldn't say crazy. It was crazy because it was laughably bad. (laughs) Football sucked on Sunday. Well, not even just Sunday. The whole week sucked. So let's start with Thursday. On paper, this looked to be like a fantastic matchup. Rematch of the NFC Championship game. Green Bay Packers on the road playing... San Francisco 49ers. Problem is, Niners are beat up bad. I think... I'm, I don't remember the exact number because it's been changing so, so much ever since the year started with how many guys they've had injured from week to week. But at one point, it was like 14 or 17 of their uh, guys who have played in at least one regular season game. It's hurt. Um... Mostert, their running back, hurt. Garoppolo, hurt, quarterback. George Kittle, their tight end, and probably the best tight end in the league right now, hurt. Um, That's not a recipe for success, that's for damn sure. And it proved to be true, because that game sucked. I am a Packers fan, I couldn't even watch the whole damn game. It stunk. It wasn't close, and it wasn't ever close. and <laughs> never had any hopes of getting close. And that was just Thursday, so most of the time the Thursday games are clunkers anyways. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of two good games through and through. Tampa-Chicago was good, even though those two teams look like frauds now, based on the events of Sunday, but I'll get into that. Um, the two, If two bad teams play it, Kind of seemed to be a better game. Um, like New York, the Jets, and uh, the Broncos, that game turned out to be close even though it was terrible. Um, Giants, Eagles was bad. Um, Niners, Falcons ended up being close, but not a well played football game. It's just weird because like, it feels like Thursday night games are always cursed. But whatever. But going into Sunday, um, buddies are Bears fans, so Bears fan was on, Bears game was on the big TV, and that game was big garbage, big big garbage. Bears look terrible. Their offense stinks. Titans didn't look much better. Good defense will keep your offense from looking very good. Um, Ravens Colts. That game was sloppy. Really sloppy. Um what was the third game we had on? Bill Seahawks. That game was a shootout. Entertaining. It's probably the best game of the week. Um what else was on? Cowboys Steelers. Dumpster fire game. Cardinals Dolphins was probably a good game. We didn't have that game on. Sunday night game. You'd think it'd be a great matchup. Two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady looked terrible. (laughs) I think Ben DiNucci might have played better than Tom Brady that game. That was awful. It's just, like, Sunday was tough because, like, for me, during the fall, Sundays are the best day of the week. Like, It doesn't get better than Sunday. Football, from anywhere from three to nine hours. And it was tough to watch, top to bottom. Vikings-Lions were garbage. That was a bad game. Ugh, it was frustrating. But that I don't want to just complain about the quality of play. Oh, and last night, I didn't watch last night's game. Jets-Patriots turned out to be close, and Jets found a way to lose like they always do. But that's not what I want to talk about. The NFL is wide open, boys and girls. Wide, wide open. I think it's safe to say the Steelers are probably the best team in the league, far and away. Their defense is very, very good, and their offense is typically right there. I mean, They didn't look great yesterday, but I feel like yesterday was definitely an anomaly for them. Some of the other teams I'm about to talk about, though, you don't know if it's an anomaly because anything can happen on any given Sunday. The Ravens have some problems. They stink on offense right now. Stink. And that is because of Lamar Jackson's inability to throw the football with any bit of accuracy. He can't do it. He's mobile. He's a dynamic player on offense when it comes to the running attack. The versatility they have in their offense depends on him, though, because he can't pass the football. And if you're stuffing the box and you force him to pass... Your defense facing him is in a good position. If you can't throw the football in today's game, you cannot be successful. You have to be able to pass. Have to. Some guys, some teams show that they, they can they'll live and die with passing the football. Running game is a must as well, but it's not as serious as the running game or the passing game. Because there are teams that throw 50, 60 times and have some success. Look at the Colts; they have a good defense. They did have a good running attack, um, but Andrew Luck proved that you could throw the ball sixty times. it came and win. Same thing with Green Bay the last few seasons—not last year, but years prior. They can't throw the—they couldn't pass the football, or they couldn't run the ball. All they could do is pass. And it's kind of been the same way in Seattle years prior, too. Seattle's always been pretty competitive. Now they have a running game, but now they don't have a defense whatsoever. And that's even been a problem for them thus far. It's wide open. I mean, look at the Seattle game. That's what is concerning about the teams at the top of the league. They are so dependent on their quarterback, right? The Chiefs would be okay. They are so deep on offense that it doesn't matter what would, who you put in a quarterback. You could probably put 20 starters in the NFL in center in place of Pat Mahomes. You wouldn't be as good but you'd probably still win you know, at least eight games. Like Joe Flacco could win on that team. You run the ball a lot, and you check down all the time. You'd be fine. But let's look at some other teams, because that's not a good example, because they do have Pat Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in the league right now, without a doubt, I'd say. Look at Green Bay. Green Bay's run defense is terrible pass defense, they cover okay, they can't tackle though. If you put a boat in front of them, they probably couldn't touch the boat. Like, They just can't tackle. Offensively, they're right up there with the top teams in the league. They can run, they can pass. I mean, for the first four or five weeks, I think they had the highest scoring offense in the entire league. Even more so than Seattle. Good transition, though. So could Seattle. Probably the best offense in the league right now. No defense. You could probably say... 7 times out of 10, 8 times out of 10, they're not getting a stop. I'm curious to see how many times the Bills punter or punted yesterday. Because we had that game on the smaller TV... We didn't really watch a ton of it. I bet you he punted twice, or two or three times. And it's probably that's probably been the story for like every game they've played this year, After especially after week four or five. I mean, it seemed like after that New England game they played on Monday night, their defense has just been downhill. Lose to the Cardinals in overtime. Lose to the Bills. Russell Wilson was sloppy. And that's kind of my point with the Seahawks. They are so dependent on Russell Wilson. If he does not play a great game every week, they will lose. They can't get stops. And he turned the ball over four times. <laughs> you're not, they're, they're not getting anywhere. Teams in the playoffs that make it to the Super Bowl have both. They don't have both. If you're a Seattle fan, I'm sorry. You're not going very far. Unless you figure out something defensively or Russell Wilson is... Perfect. The playoffs. He has to be perfect, otherwise it won't work. I already talked about the Ravens. Their defense is pretty good. Their running attack is excellent, but they cannot pass the ball. You need to have both. Um, It's another team, kind of like that. The Patriots, or not the Patriots. They stink. Um, The are the, Jesus, Jake. The Buccaneers. Three weeks ago, not even three weeks ago, like two weeks ago, last week, they looked like to be in Super Bowl form. Then they come out and lay a clunker. An absolute clunker against the New Orleans Saints, who have showed struggles of their own right because of their defense and inability to pass the football downfield. That's a good run defense, too, in Tampa Bay, but they just they look terrible Tom Brady probably played the worst game of his career I think it was statistically the worst, second worst game of his career that, if that happens that that's not going to laugh, I mean that's not going to help you they just couldn't do anything and I'd be willing to throw that game out just because it's like it was so bad it's like what do you even learn from it like if you're Bruce Arians you just take the tape and you're like yeah we're not watching this forget it ever happened, move on I think they'll be okay, realistically but it's wide open there are a lot of teams that should be really good, but you don't know what's gonna happen week to week you just don't and as much as I hate them the Minnesota Vikings look out for them they're putting things together Dalvin Cook appears to be the best running back in the league right now. They might not make the playoffs, but it's going to be damn close. Watch. They're going to figure things out, and that's another team. They don't pass the football well. Kirk Cousins is kind of a bum. (laughs) I would say he is a bum, but that's who they got, and if they can run the football and they can think Kirk Cousins passed the ball like 14 times, Against Green Bay, it wasn't very many. I don't think he threw it much more than that against Detroit. It was much better. Detroit's pass defense is extremely porous. But look out for the Vikings. They can play passable defense and run the football like they have been. Anything can happen. I mean anything can happen. That's been the weird thing about the the National Football League this year. Aside from the Steelers, who kind of like the Buccaneers, just had a game you could forget about entirely. This past week, they—I mean—they ended up winning, but they looked terrible for three quarters of that game. Anything can happen, so a little bit more of the football stories. Um, Clemson lost to Notre Dame Saturday night. In uh, South Bend, Indiana. Uh, 1-4 matchup. Kind of like, it felt like a prelude to the college football playoff. Um, Clemson was out Trevor Lawrence, and that had to have been uh, a problem, right? I mean, best quarterback in college football right now. And you're without him for another week, maybe two. I think it's just one. I think he's been out two weeks now. I don't quite remember the ACC's protocol for the COVID testing. But um, the game itself wasn't the problem. It was the response to it, right? Um, they stormed the field. And there were a lot of people on the field. Thousands of people on the field. It's like, uh, guys, this is a huge win for your program. Especially since Notre Dame has been always in the hunt down the stretch. And have never won the big game to get them over the hump. But. Keep an eye out. Because there might be some problems coming up for the Irish. Going forward the next few weeks. Especially if the players weren't in the celebration. But were in the way of the celebration. Because the coaches were like, guys get off the field. We want no part of this. But a lot of people and it kind of goes to show what the sentiment about COVID is now right I mean there are a lot of people taking it seriously but then for every person that's taking it seriously there's a college kid or five who don't take it seriously it seems like and it seems like the people who are preaching about taking it seriously especially people my age aren't taking it seriously it's all show which is really really irritating because it's like you can talk the talk, you better walk the walk. And it's mostly college kids. Um, white girls, especially. White girls who are in nursing, especially. Or the medical field, who like to wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. And then they're out partying and fucking the first person that's convenient to them. But I don't have anyone in particular that I'm thinking about when I say that. Um... Let's wrap it up. I mean, good news yesterday. Um, pharmaceutical company Pfizer announced that they um, their COVID vaccine ninety uh, percent successful in their phase three trial. I believe it was phase three. I mean, they said that they were a few months out of before they were able to mass produce it. Which, but that's good news. There's hope on the horizon. It seems like we're getting to the bottom of this. I mean, we're still a long ways out. Yet, like I said, the economy isn't quite as strong as it should be. Based on the last three years, we're still, our GDP numbers are down. Unemployment's still high, higher than it was. I mean, it's going to be higher than it was no matter what. But we're not to where we were pre-COVID yet. Um, Got to take it seriously still. I mean, hospitalizations and cases are through the roof even though mortality is way down but it you got to be resilient with things like this you just when you get that glimmer of hope that we might be out of it you got to step on it you know keep your foot on the gas keep it going we're making progress with wh- way we've been handling it thus far don't let good news derail all that because without the other practices we've been doing, I feel like in my opinion, it's we're not out of it yet I mean, they're months away from mass producing this thing and I believe, I'm not sure, I don't remember where I heard this, but um, there might be a potential distribution error or not error, but an issue that came up with it because right now the vaccine needs to be stored at like negative 80 degrees um negative 80 Celsius, so it's even colder in Fahrenheit. That's going to be hard to transport that. I'm not sure how factual that is or not. I'm not even, like I said, I don't even know where I heard it from. But if that is the case, that's a potential problem. Because you're not going to be able to get it to all the places that you need to. Or if you can, it's going to be much slower. But, like I said, it's good news. But let's just keep going the way we've been going. And then... Over the weekend, like I said, 2020's been a shitty year all around, right? And we lost one Icon and then another one for me over the weekend. And it was really fitting that these two went at the same time. Or, not over the weekend, but within the last week. It's very strange that these two guys went at the same time. Just because of the hilarious SNL sketch that was done in these two people's honors, Um, Sunday morning we lost Alex Trebek, you don't know who Alex Trebek is, you don't, no hope for you, no hope, Longtime host of Jeopardy, strangely funny guy, extremely talented, I mean, that's what he was known for, that was his thing and Don't know who's going to fill those shoes, because honestly, I don't think you can fill those shoes. I mean, Trebek was a legend, and he lost his battle with cancer. He's been fighting it for a long time. And then, a week ago, I didn't touch on it because of all the election nonsense going on, but Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery of The Rock, so many movies that guy was in. I mean, the first Bond, the best Bond. Daniel Craig's a damn good Bond, but to me, Sean Connery's Bond. Lost him. I mean, he, God, that guy was in so many fucking movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Rock with Nick Cage. All the old Bond movies. Uh, from Russia with Love, Dr. No, Thunderball. I mean... Bond put him on the map I mean The guy was 90 years old It's just sad Right Losing so many of your favorite Especially me Because I love movies so much And I love Jeopardy I mean I'm I know useless facts Like none other Sad It's just It sucks This year sucks man But We'll get through it We just gotta Stick together And uh Keep on keeping on, I guess. Find the good things, right? I know today I ranted a little bit, took out some of my frustrations, but sometimes you got to do that. Like I said, this is therapeutic for me, for one. But you got to find a silver lining in everything because it's always there. You can spin it in a way that it's it can give you some value, some benefit, right? So, later show this week will definitely be on a higher note. We'll talk about some more stories. Um, White Sox han- hired manager uh, Tony La Russa, and uh, he got charged with the DUI that he <laughs> racked up in February. So there will be a little more on that story. Um, I think the Mets finalized their sale to Cohen. I think that's a guy's name, Steve Cohen, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely going to be some more to talk about on Thursday show, and uh, you guys stay safe out there. Have a good week. You can follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. In a different order for you. At Jake 8 That's at J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I8. And guys, please rate and review the show. I know you guys have not been leaving reviews. Helps me out, that's for sure. Please do that if you have not, and tell people you know about the show. Let's keep it growing. Have a good week, guys, and, and stay safe we want out you there.
1: To name the Peace. artist as we
0: let's rap, kids. Julia.
1: I'll take let's rap, kids, for two hundred, please. Started from the bottom, now we're here. We're started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Lily. What is Drake? Good. Back to you, Julia. Uh, let's rap for six hundred, please. Buy a chopper and have a doctor on speed dial, I guess, mad city. Julia. Who is Kendrick Lamar? Right. Uh, let's rap for 800, please. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Young money militia, and I am the commissioner. You don't want to start wheezy, cause the F is for finisher. Lily.
0: Who's Lil Wayne?
1: Lil Wayne, yeah. Julia?
0: Yes. Uh, let's rap for 400,
1: please. They mad they ain't famous. They mad they still nameless. But we still hood-famous. Yeah, we still hood-famous. Julia? Who is Kanye West. Yes, and I hope uh, I don't get an email from him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's rap for a thousand. Panda. Panda. Panda, 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 panda. Lily. Who's designer? Designer, yes. And that takes you up to 2,600. I was just getting into this rap thing. I'm not too good at it, but I was getting into it.